Welcome into Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips and Scott Smith here. We are so excited to be joining you for a new year. This is our new time moving forward Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Make sure you're here with us every week, especially leading all the way up to the draft. This is when this show can get really fun sometimes it's of all the questions. Already there. a lot of yeah. people jumping in here into the conversation. So uh, every week we take your questions, your comments, your thoughts, all that stuff. So make sure you're watching on the Facebook Live page. Throw those questions underneath our live video. And we know that this time of year, whether it's the coaching change, the draft stuff, there's a lot of things. It's a lot of speculation. Some things we'll be able to give our opinions and answers on. Some things we won't know, but that's kind of the fun of it. So we'll <laughs> have everyone be, uh, be able to throw their stuff in there. So, yeah, when, and when you guys ask us questions, make sure you include where you're from as well. That's always fun. Yeah, we always enjoy seeing where people are watching from. So um, first, I guess, are as people throwing out their ideas, who should be the next head coach? There? Um, yeah, I think that seems to be that seems to be part of the idea and asking who, and mainly just asking who the candidates are. And, and just good morning. And just good morning. Yeah. So Appreciate thanks. That. We, good you know, to hey you there. Well. How's everyone doing? So, um, yeah. So we, there, there are a lot of people throwing out names, ideas, all of that. So first of all, I guess let's just first talk about the <coughs> process here and how this could potentially go and whether it be timelines or potential candidates or just the, the whole process. I know you've been here through yeah. several, several <laughs> of these. So how do you feel like this is going to play out and what are we going to know and when? I don't think there's any uh, real restriction on where we might get a coach from. You know, there's different types of coaches that you hire. There's a guy directly from college. There's a, there's a coordinator or even not even a coordinator, but an assistant coach from another team. There's a, a, a guy that's been a coach as a head coach before. And we've done all of that even recently. I mean, if you go through it, let's see, John McKay hired directly from college. Lehman Bennett had been a previous head coach. Ray Perkins had been a previous head coach. Richard Williamson was hired from within. Sam White had been a previous head coach. Tony Dungy was the hot defensive coordinator. John Gruden had been a previous head coach. Yeah, I'm trying to get them all. Uh, right. Raheem Morris hired from within. Greg Schiano, straight from the college ranks. Uh, Lovey Smith, previous head coach. And then Dirk Cutter hired from within. Did I, I don't know if I missed him. There should be 11. I think I got them all. I think you got in it, case, yeah. In case you can see, you can get them from anywhere. And <clears throat> I, I don't think that uh, the Bucks. And Jason Light, who's leading the, the search, are limiting themselves to any of the possibilities. We've seen some of the names already. It's it, it's the the process of firing a head coach and and whatever staff goes with them is tough. It's tough right. for everybody. It's you know we don't like it either. I mean we enjoyed working mm -hmm. with Dirk and, right. and and all of these assistant coaches, whoever may stay or go. Uh, so you just don't want to see it happen. But then you get to the process of hiring, and that part's exciting. Yeah, because you're thinking about all the things that are going to change around here and you know you don't know what it is it's it's the great unknown so we'll see there's there's been some interesting names thrown out already it's true yeah there's a lot of people that ask about certain names so first of all i mean what what do we know about any of the names candidates people that have been thrown out obviously immediately we heard bruce arians and, and the part about that that makes that an obvious connection is that jason light had jason light was involved in the coaching search he, he is credited he's he's credited steve kind before uh, of helping along his career by uh, having him directly involved in that coaching search when they decided on Bruce Arians. And so obviously there's a connection there. You, I'm sure, saw the stories where he says he would be interested, mm -hmm. so at least it's worth discussing. Uh, you know, he was 49-30-1 at Arizona, and given the – I'm not trying to rip on another organization, but you can look at the numbers. Given their general history, that's, that's a really nice stretch yeah. in Arizona, right? I mean, they had Kurt Warner and that helped, but – 
Uh, and he was really good as the interim coach at Indianapolis. So he's got a very nice track record, obviously. He retired. Right. That's the thing. He, didn't, he wasn't even fired. So. And there are some complications with <clears throat> his contract with Arizona that, sure. they, that <laughs> you think of him as retired, which makes him, you think, completely just free to do whatever he wants. But they would still have to go get permission from Arizona and go through all those proper right. channels, make sure that, that it, it's not just like a free agent. You might have to trade something to get him. Right. That's speculated. We'll see. Uh, so um, I, I liked this question, and I think this can maybe help to discussing even any of the other candidates. But uh, Mitchell said, what's the most important specialty we're looking for in a head coach or maybe even just qualities in so general? So is he saying, like, uh, are we looking for an offensive head coach or a defensive head coach? Um, probably. But, yeah, I mean, you could probably take Especially. it a few different ways. But, yeah, specialty, I would say he probably means offensive or defensive-minded person. But you could take it however you would like to <laughs> answer. I don't think that they're going to really uh, – I don't think they're looking at it that way. That they're they're going out. We got to find a guy who's defensive minded or a guy who's offensive minded. You know, uh, you you do see a lot of reactionary moves in the NFL when it comes to head coaches. I mean, just take our own history. We had Raheem Morris, very much a players' coach. Things were kind of loose around here, and then the next guy that hired was Greg Shannon, who was very much a you know in charge kind of guy. Yeah, more um, military yeah. style. <laughs> more disciplinary. Uh, you see that. You you went from Tony Dungy, who was a defensive guy to John Gruden, who was an offensive guy. And at that point, it made a lot of sense, actually, because the defense was set. I mean, it was set in 2001 going into 2002. They, they didn't need anything. I don't, I don't know if there was any significant change from 01 to 02 on defense other than um, uh, moving Shelton Quarles to middle linebacker. You, you got kind of the situation here in that you got an, an offense that put up awesome numbers and a defense that really struggled, did get better in the second half. But by the end of the year, you're 27th in the league in, in yards and 29th or so or in points. Those aren't good results, obviously. So you reactionarily would say, well, they're bringing a defensive guy to fix that side of it and we'll be fine. But when you look at this offense, especially the fact that you still have you, – you still have not – I don't want to say question, but your quarterback – is going into the last year of his rookie contract, that fifth year, and Jason Light made it clear, which was nice because we heard the reports, but the fact that he went ahead and said it uh, in his press conference on Monday, it's, it's right? Yeah, Monday. Yeah, it's all the week, the week is weird yeah. with the New Year's. Uh, that Jameis Winston would be back and that the Bucks think very highly of him. That's good, but you're still talking about an offense that does have that question mark in terms of moving forward after the fifth year, right? And then also – we d we set we set most of our team records this year, including most points scored, but barely. And considering how many yards we got, the, it didn't tr quite translate into enough points, and that was because of turnovers. So, I don't think you have an offense that's as fully formed right now as the defense was in 2002. So, I don't think it's as easy as saying, "Okay, the offense is set. We got to bring in a defensive-minded guy." Right. Right. And the defense has to be fixed, obviously, but doesn't necessarily have to be fixed by bringing in. You know, a Lovey Smith or somebody like that is right. very much a defensive guy. Yeah, that's a great <coughs> point. Uh, we had a few questions about the offensive line. Kevin said, "Do you think that the offensive line should be the focus of the draft?" Well, actually, I won't disagree with that in terms of the first pick. And, and, and if we're picking fifth, last year there was a guy, Quentin Nelson, who was an obvious top ten guard, uh, and you would you would pick that with the fifth pick. Every, every draft doesn't necessarily have that. There's usually a tackle that goes in the top ten, at least one. But there's not often a guard. And I think guard is probably where our bigger uh, question mark lies. I know that the offensive line fans and 
probably don't have the exact same opinion of our offensive line as they do upstairs. And, and I know Dirk Cutter is no longer here, but Jason Light is and his staff. And especially Donovan Smith. Uh, and one of the things to talk about when you're talking about Donovan Smith and left tackle is Don, Donovan Smith, at least in their opinion, and I agree with it, is a good left tackle in the NFL. Is he elite? <laughs> it sounds like the Joe Flacco argument. Right. Is he elite? I don't know, but it's hard to find a good left tackle, especially a guy who plays every single game and every single yeah, snap. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, <clears throat> so you got DeMar Dotson on the other side who is getting up there, obviously, in his career. But probably the position that you would think uh, – most likely to make a move at would be right guard, right? Ali Marpet was great at left guard. They just got Ryan Jensen. I think they were happy with his results. Uh, and is there going to be a guard at number five that's available? I don't know. But maybe second round, third round. He said the questioner asked, would we focus on the offensive line? I think one high pick on the offensive line makes a lot of sense. If you mean focus by drafting multiple offensive linemen, I'm not necessarily sure I agree with that. Okay. Uh, Jason, I love it. He says he's from Dirty Jersey. <laughs> and he said, uh, who do you think we will keep as a backup quarterback? Ooh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would have been nice if we'd have had that opportunity to see Ryan Griffin at one point, right? I know yeah. they, they wanted to get him in, but they were still playing those games the way you normally would where your, your second-string quarterback comes in if a game situation calls for it. Right. And it just didn't because both those were games right down to the wire. Um, the last two where he was active. Uh that's a great question because neither of those guys is under contract for next year. Um, I guess I'll go on a limb and say Ryan Griffin. Okay. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick may look for another opportunity somewhere, you know? Yeah, that's very true. Although um, he would be a great backup. I mean, that would be ideal. Yeah, that makes that makes complete sense. Uh, Travis from Connecticut says, do you think we will re-sign Quan? I just want to see those three linebackers together. Right? It <laughs> We've just been, didn't happen. It's been so tough with injuries. We went into last offseason thinking we had one of the best linebacking cores in the in the league and we probably would have if not for the injuries right uh yes that's we're going to ask that question a lot so we ought to come up with a good answer for that one because i bet we get asked that each week uh if i'm a betting man i think Quan alexander's back i don't think the knee injury is i mean it, it's not helpful for him heading into free agency having a knee injury that he's recovering from but right. i don't think that drives you away you know and we've seen we can do and it's not just how good of a player he is it's also <coughs> he's really when he's in there he's he's really the leader on the field of that defense he's the emotional leader at the very least right i mean right. levante david is just a phenomenal player but when they're both on the field it's Quan that's really the emotional leader guy right yeah that's a great point uh we have a couple different head coach questions of course one how long uh, Rodney wants to know how long you think mm -hmm. the search will take <coughs> and then we also had a question uh from I think it's Edwidge is how you say the their name um saying that they they thought that we needed a head coach with prior experience which I'm assuming means as a head coach right. not just experience in the NFL right. like or football so yeah so th I'll kind of let you pair those well, two together of how long you think it'll take yeah. and do you agree that it would need to be someone that's been I head would coach think it would, it generally uh, I've done I've looked at this generally it takes two weeks or less it usually doesn't take that long partially because there's eight teams right now looking for a head coach and you don't want to lose your guy the complicating factor there is that the playoffs i mean generally look look if you're looking for a def or a coordinator from another team mm -hmm. um most of those guys are in the playoffs because right. that's why they're hot candidates they've helped a team do well uh so you may have you run into some issues with when you can talk to guys um 
if they're if they have a first round bye, you can talk to them this week. If they play this week, you can talk to them next week. And if you want to get a second interview with them, you can do so. If they're still in going into the Super Bowl, you can do so in that first of the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. So that complicates it a little bit. I would just think it, it would take about two weeks, probably somewhere in that. Uh, the the Glazers have a history of not rushing these type of decisions. <coughs> The, uh, the one that took forever was the one that ended up with John Gruden because they, I think they knew all along that they wanted some big splash. Not, not, I don't mean that like they just make a splash for the sake of making a splash, but they wanted – this was a really important hire to them, that 2002 hire with John Gruden. And, you know, they interviewed Steve Mariucci and guys like that, and that was fine, and I'm sure there were some other good opportunities out there, but they really wanted their guy. And right. so, it, it, you know, it didn't look possible because John Gruden was under contract, right? But they found a way to get it done, and it just took a long time. Probably not going to be that sort of situation this year, but the Glazers, and Jason Light's leading the search, but, you know, the Glazers are the owners of this team, and they have a history of, in situations like this, taking whatever time is necessary to make what they feel is the right decision. So I don't think there's a rush here at all. And what was the second half of that question? Uh, how, lo well, just how long oh, the, you the, uh, thought it would take and then if they needed prior experience? Yeah. You look at the recent hires. I mean, what's been the best hires in the league? I mean, Sean you know, McVay and Sean Matt Matt McVay Nagy. didn't have, right? Matt Nagy, they didn't have right. prior head coaching experience. So, no, I don't think that that's a criteria at all. Right. That's you know? a good point. I think they come in. I, I would love to now be able to see Sean McVay's interview with the Rams because at the time the, the hires seemed surprising. He was so young. He didn't have a ton of experience. Uh, and obviously he blew them away. Right. And they made the right decision, as you can see. So that's what it's going to be. If it's a guy like uh, that's never had a shot before, but a coordinator and he comes in here and he interviews and he just blows them away with his probably his charisma, his plan. I think that a, a coach in an in a interview for a head coaching job has to really show a detailed plan. Right. I think that's part of it. They, they want to see a vision moving forward. So um, it would be interesting to see those interviews. Uh, but, no, I don't think the prior experience is a necessity. Okay. Uh, and then Kevin said, do you think Gerald McCoy will be a Buccaneer next season? Yes. There you go. That's always – that's <laughs> – and do, do you have a, a well, reasoning behind your yes? Uh, you know, Gerald McCoy is a good player. I mean, mm -hmm. I, there's a, there could be a lot of changes in our defensive line. I agree with that. But you got to keep some of them. I mean, I assume you, you're starting with JPP and Carl Nassib and Vita Vea. Those are the three most likely to return. Uh, but that's just three people right. out of all the possible guys that we could bring back. And um, Gerald McCoy has been a good player for us for a very long time. I mean – Yes, I understand that in situations like this, sometimes the player retires or the team moves on, and that certainly can happen, but, you know, the, the odds are that he's back. Okay, and we'll close with this one. Robert said, with the um, commitment to a quarterback with an expiring contract, how do you see that affecting the coach search? Well, that's a very good question and a fair question, but it was, it was sort of asked and answered on Monday with Jason Light. He, he says that the coach – there's not going to be an issue with bringing in a coach in terms of what we decide with James. I mean, he was very clear that James is our quarterback next year, and he was very clear that all the people that he talked to were fine with that. You know, so uh, I don't think that the new coach impacts whether whether James is the starter next year. But of course, James's play on the field next year will impact will be the determining factor of whether he moves on and gets that second contract, which the Bucks have never given 
to a quarterback. Right. right. So yeah. if he's the first one, it'll be dependent upon his play next year and not who we hire right now. Okay. Well, thanks to all of you guys for hanging out with us and throwing some questions our way. Make sure you're back here every week, Wednesday at 10 a.m. for this awesome conversation. And that's going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite.